Hello and welcome to this episode of Power Up Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Jones, owner of Q Performance, where we coach, mentor, and assist trading business owners how they can earn more profitability, work less with a lot less stress, and ultimately create a great lifestyle for themselves and their family through creating a high-performance business. Now, in this episode, we speak with Jason Hobson, owner and operator of Perth Air and Power Solutions based in Perth. Now, this is a great episode for any tradie business owner who really wants to understand how they can stop working at night, who really wants to understand how by working less, they can generate more profit, engage their team members more to drive productivity, and then ultimately to build better relationships with their clients. Jason is going to provide some great takeaways about how he implements success habits into his daily schedule. And it's not about working on the tools. It's about prioritizing time to work on the business. So he's planning, he's preparing, he's communicating, he's reflecting. And these are some of the key components about building a profitable, sustainable business long-term, as opposed to what a lot of tradie business owners, they fall into what we term the tradie mindset, where it's all about the job, no time to plan and prepare. It's about just doing more. What Jason has done is really slowed down. And by slowing down, he's working a lot less. He's spending a lot more quality time at home. His stress is reduced dramatically. His quality of life has improved dramatically. And ultimately as well, his bottom line and his cash flow has increased out of this world. And it's all about by slowing down, doing less rather than doing more. So this is a great one, everyone. Really good takeaways here that you'll be able to implement into your business straight away. And really, it's about controlling your calendar and having the discipline and the focus to start saying no. All right, let's get into this one. Love it. Cheers, everyone. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line. You're sacrificing shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business. Jason, welcome to Power Your Business Podcast, mate. Great to have you on board. Thanks for having me. And your story, obviously, based in Perth, mate, and commencing the business in 2014. What was the reason, firstly, to start your business? I always wanted to start my own business. But it got fast-tracked a little bit because we needed extra money. So I got things underway. <laughs> um, chasing the dollar. Chasing the dollar. We had mortgages to pay during the mining crash in 2013, 14. So, yeah, I got stuck into it. Because that was a difficult time. I know doing a lot of training over there and a lot of clients over there, Perth and the contractors really or businesses really struggle around that 13, 14. So you had a secure job at the time, but then you thought, you know what, I'm going to take the plunge and start your own brand? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, we had a couple of properties up north, so we need the more money. So i done what everyone does, just bought a van, got a logo and a business card, and I was on my way. And you're away. And how good is that? The first week, the first month, the first year, loving life, right? Ticking a lot. Yeah, that's it. And I did get lucky because where I resigned from, they offered me some contract work to contract back to them. So Pretty much from day one, I had at least 30 hours a week work, so I got stuck into it straight away and started making a bit more money than I was making before. So it's good to have that security. 
you had that security blanket to start with. So the jump wasn't as daunting. No. Well, it was until I resigned, but in the resignation meeting, that's when they offered it to me. So I walked out of the resignation meeting pretty stoked, to be honest. Definitely good outcome from a resignation meeting. Yeah, um, I thought it would have went the other way. So, And then evolving over that time, year one, year two, year three, year four, you're getting into year five and, and building up to around a team of four or five tradesmen and apprentices. Yeah, that's right. I sort of had a thing in my head where I wanted to just grow naturally yep. without sort of flogging Google and SEO and AdWords. And so that sort of just through word of mouth and trying to do a good job. I was putting on one person every financial year and that was going, it went well, but once I got to sort of five people, I was in over my head. You did a really good job and you have done a really good job of building business to business relationships, you know, working with commercial properties and managing those properties and especially around the, the air and power solutions, given the name right, Perth Air and Power Solutions. But how did you find it there? So as you mentioned, you get to five. What, what started happening or what really started creeping in once you got to the, the five, six employees? What was the fundamental change there that you really started to get bogged down with? At the start, I was doing all of my admin overnight, which worked out pretty well when it was just me and one other guy because it was only sort of half hour, 45 minutes of just a few emails or one or two quotes. So you'd be on the tools all day and then try and get on top of the admin at night, which is common, right? For most of our listeners, that's a common scenario. Yep. I just needed the cash. So I thought the more I'm on the tools, the more cash I'll have. And then I'll just sort out the admin stuff after I've done the work. And it did work pretty well at the start. But once I got to five people, I was doing probably three hours of admin four nights a week from seven to about 10 and just doing everything half-assed, quotes half-assed. Info on the job wasn't enough for other employees to know what was going on. I just had everything up in my head. So pretty much you're pushing things through just to tick a box to get out, but the quality was obviously low. The planning was poor. Quotes were poor. Profitability was poor. Productivity was poor. And when you had 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night, how are you feeling then? Like, what's your mental state? Like, what are you thinking about business then and just thinking about trying to do things well at 11 o'clock at night when you're fatigued and you're ready to get up. What time do you get up in the morning to get start the day? Oh, yeah, about 6, 5.30, 6 to get into it. And the worst part is you're so wired that when you go to bed, you can't just switch off and go to sleep. So you lay there thinking about what you've just been doing for the last three hours for an hour before you even go to sleep. So, And you know why you're doing that, right? And that's it compounds. And this is why so many people can't switch off. They say, oh, Jonesy, I, I can't just let go. You know, I'm just... I'm thinking about business all the time. It's because, like you mentioned and referred to a minute ago, everything's in your head. And when you're poor planning, you're not allowing yourself enough time to really prepare and get on top of things, and you are capturing everything in your head. You're just spinning, 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 right? Now, how was it on the home front too? You know, how was it on the, on the family front with you know, that amount of time? Now, obviously, you, like most people, you try and do, oh, okay, great, the kids are in bed now. Now I'll really try and rip in. How, how was that going from a home front? Uh, yeah, well, I was lucky at the start because I didn't have kids and my wife was pretty stoked because she just got to watch what she wanted to watch on TV. A bit of quiet time with a glass of wine, not being interrupted. But as time went on, after two years of it, it starts, three years of it, it starts to wear pretty thin and she could see how stressed I am all the time and I have a reasonably good memory. So I remember things, you know, during dinner and, be writing them a diary or sending a quick email off my phone 
just to get it done. And yeah, we're sitting after a while. So well, that's that classic scenario which we talk about a lot. It's about as a business owner, we've got to check out and essentially change hats. So when you finish business, take your business hat off and put your home hat on, because ultimately what you were doing there, you were home physically, but you weren't present in mind. You weren't present in that time, like you weren't actively listening. You weren't being there, like you were there physically, but you were thinking about your mind was elsewhere. Yeah, you're just waiting for like 7.30 to come around so you could just jump on the laptop and just get it done. <laughs> you could stop thinking about it, but you might as well just be doing it because it's all you're thinking about anyway. So It's been great you know, having you part of our community and, and jumping on pretty much the start of 2020. So it took you essentially six years and we touched base. I think some of our training sessions that we conducted over in Perth, I think we touched base originally 2019 around there was it 2019 early 2020 yeah, and i first come across like the podcast to be honest i'm a bit of a podcaster and listened to a few different podcasts and everyone that had been successful and seemed to have the perfect ratio of work and life all had like a business coaching program or a mentor and yeah a lot of the other ones i listened to were a bit too corporate and cheesy but i just liked the, the cube sort of way of doing it sort of no bullshit just get stuck in and get it done so yeah that's why i sort of reached out and signed up and i appreciate that and 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 as you were with our program it is all about honesty and about accountability and with our success habits and the methodology it's great we've got a great track record but you can have a great track record and you can you know have all the steps in place but essentially it's still up to the individual to really implement it and buy into it. And that's one thing that you've done really well. And that's what I want to go through now really about. And so that again, everyone listening, some really going to be key points that Jason's done to really fast track his time management and productivity. So mate, just on that there, like I just want to sort of fast track. So we've gone from a state where you're three hours a night, highly stressed, struggling you know, financially, probably not getting the rewards consistently. I know you've had some good times and some bad times, but not really having that control or really understanding business. You, know, you didn't really feel that you had full control of the business degree. It was a bit more like the other way around. Yeah, and you'd go to the accountant each year and he'd tell you how good your year was and how good your percentages were against benchmark, but you'd look at your bank account and be like, that doesn't reflect exactly what he's telling me and you're just trying to figure it all out but accountants just speak in accountant terms because it's, it's, all common, about, yeah. it's all about the balance sheet <laughs> not about profit and loss it's more just the balance sheet so they've taken all your depreciation and all your loan repayments and everything into consideration where if you haven't got the cash it's no good to you really we are speaking with jason hobson from perth air and power solutions now if you'd like to earn more work less and create that high-performance business just like Jason, please request a strategy session with myself. Happy to have a one-on-one conversation with you to see how we can assist you improve your business and ultimately your lifestyle. Just go to our website, www.cubeperformance.com.au and click on request a strategy session button. Look forward to speaking with you. When you haven't got the time to really understand the business, like you didn't at that stage and you weren't sort of pointing in the right direction. Look, and as a business owner, you don't know what you don't know. But if you don't make the time and get uncomfortable to really understand it, you'll never know. And the key thing around it is that you know, you're getting information from the accountant, which is logical. Yeah, you know, it's about compliance. It's really about you know, ATO and, and, and tax. 
but it's not helping you as a business owner. It's not what we call management accounting. And you need to invest the time into that. And also, it's not the sort of thing you're going to do at 10 o'clock at night. No, not when he's telling you how good you're going either. <laughs> you're going like, oh, yeah, I'm going good. It's you're going good. great. See you later. I'll see you in 12 months. Hopefully, you're still surviving. So what I want to do, I just want to just quickly fast track and some of the results now, and then we'll get into the how we've done it and then what you've implemented and what you've done really well. So in terms of essentially over the last 12 months, everyone, just to let you know, Jason's net profit was essentially about a four out of 10. Now it's an eight out of 10. So now it's really about, not about just turnover. Turnover has increased, but it's all about driving that efficiency. Stress level was high. Now it's very low. Confidence in the future was a three. Now it's an eight. Team ownership has increased uh, considerably from five to eight, even though, and again, you've, you've done a good job with your team over a number of years. Family life, that's a key, from five to an eight. And then the overall financial position, cash in bank, understanding the numbers, financial intelligence, five to an eight as well. So we've, we've really pushed that spectrum from all that dial from where you were at, at a low state to a much more of a high state, much more in control state. And it's what we're seeing, obviously, in this year's financials, in this year's P&L, so 2021, 2022 financial year to date, first five months has been cracking results, right, which is fantastic. One of the key things, and this is what I want to really in this podcast, is around that time blocking what we're doing. It's about making sure we control the calendar. Just talk through some of the key things that have really started to set you free and improve that work-life balance. What's what, this is work through, and obviously we talk about time blocking and the calendar and other aspects like that, but talk me through some of the things that's really pertinent for you to drive change. The main thing is getting off the tools and in the office, but just being in the office, twiddling your thumbs and getting distracted. It's not really the whole idea of being in the office. So I've got a bit of a spreadsheet which has what we call success habits, which are all time blocked out. And it's just a weekly thing where I try and do the same thing every week. But obviously, we're tradies, so things come up that are urgent or people think are urgent. So the whole thing does get changed around at times. But every week, I do get the allocated time done for each task. So whether it happens on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, it's getting done every week. So that's the main sort of part of it. Jason's really referring to there, which is part of our methodology, which is key, is, is our success habits. And we'll touch on those specific success habits in a minute and making sure it gets locked into the calendar and working through that time blocking spreadsheet. So over Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what are the key times you've got to be in the office working on these success habits? And when it's locked in, correct, Jason, you know, you've got to make sure it gets locked in. It doesn't automatically get shoved to the side, right? It's a priority you got to try and plan around it. And, and hence, this is where it's at. We call those rocks. A rock means it goes in the calendar. It doesn't move unless it's an ultimate emergency, obviously. But it's about reinforcing your effectiveness and prioritizing your calendar, which for a lot of tradies, this is where they've got no time, is because they've got nothing locked in. So they're, they're pretty much the whim of everything that's around them. Everything appears, everything's urgent and appears important. But that's where a lot of time is wasted, a lot of hours are wasted where what we're about is less is more. You know, we don't want to do overtime. We don't want to work weekends. And we do that by being really diligent with our time blocking and calendar. And you've done that really well, mate. It's easier said than done. Right? A lot of people, and this is where really credit to you in terms of your diligence and the dedication you've gone to locking in your calendar. 
give everyone, just talk through your regular week that you've got in at the moment. Just talk through and just say the success habits, what you've got locked in sort of each day. So uh, normal day, I sort of, I sit down and look at my diary and plan the day. What I think I have to do for the day along with my little Excel spreadsheet here. Yep. Then I go through all my emails that I've got from the night before, flag everything that has to be flagged and write in my diary what I have to action further. And then on Mondays, I generally try and do all my site visits and quotes. So that's basically the day which I cross over to my diary. And just to clarify there, like so that Monday all starts obviously very clearly on the Friday before. So you've already locked all the site visits in, agree? So you know exactly, come Monday, you know exactly where you're going before Monday hits. Yep. I try and sort of plan the day. So obviously we're in Perth. So start north, work my way south with the site visits or client meetings or whatever has to happen. So I do all that Monday. Then on Tuesday, I have a full day in the office, start the day the same way, plan my day, do my emails, and then go through and do all the quotes from the previous day from all the site visits. Yep. Or a lot of the times I've already won the job, but it's more doing a site measure, putting all the info onto the job for the guys, which is something I was originally hopeless at. We used to sort of go look at the job, take some photos, not put the photos on RO flow, not put any more info on RO flow, just keep it all on my phone and in my head. So the guys were always calling me, which frustrates me and it frustrates them just as much. Yeah. So that's sort of a Monday, Tuesday, but then we sort of get more into the success habits on Thursday, Friday. That's when I try and get through them. I'll sort of run through them. I've got it here. Yeah, go through, just list them. Simple thing, I approve all the timesheets on Wednesday morning. Bookkeeper checks all supplier invoices are on the jobs. Then I can close out all the jobs I can and then invoice for a couple of hours. Then I do payroll and then I do my homework from you. Um, <laughs> Which is a priority, right? Make sure you don't fall behind. That's exactly right. You have to make me accountable so I get in trouble if that's not done. So I do all that. Thursday morning I start by trying to have like just two hours to refining a process. So something that not necessarily annoys me, but more annoys the techs from me not being organised or something that should be done that isn't done. So I try and you know, do one thing every week or every fortnight. And then I plan basically next week and try and order all materials that need to be ordered for the following week. So that's on the Thursday? Is that the Thursday? Yep. So, yep. Then on Friday morning, I... Try and leave it free because, again, we're tradies and your day gets full from phone calls a couple of days before. But I always go through cash flow forecasting and chasing up money that's owed to me on Friday mornings, which is pretty simple. It's just resending statements or checking people have actually received an invoice if it's overdue. And, and then like if that. you need to make the call, then you can make yeah, the call. Make the call. Because I'm mainly business to business, everything is 30 days from end of month. But one of those over the last year, people try and drag that out to 45 to 50 these days, which is pretty frustrating. But sometimes your hands are tied, so you just got to do what you can do. Yeah. But yeah, that's a basic week. Doesn't sound like much, but it fills up. <laughs> fills up quick, right? And when do you touch base with the team? We have a coffee every second Monday, which is non work related, which is good. And then I did have two guys, Chris and Dave, which were 
share in a supervisor role, but Dave's just moved back to Victoria. So Chris is doing it solely now and we're busy at the moment like every tradie. So we're just trying to iron out some creases to get more structure around that. Because obviously you need to be factoring at least a, a weekly meeting with Chris to debrief, especially in the processes. Yeah, I do have a weekly meeting with Chris, but I'm trying to get it so he, once the job's actually live, he manages the job then. So he can do the site measures and he can organise it with the client and he can order the materials. But we're just in a little bit of a crossover period at the moment, so we're figuring that out. Well, that comes back to that Thursday morning where you're working on the process refinement. They're the, they're the processes that we're talking about. I'm always just trying to make a new Word document or spreadsheet or something just to... Or a video. Yeah, or a video just to make things easier. So that's a key element for every business owner is we're trying to that process refinement so you can actually effectively delegate to someone else so you don't get the calls. And this is where most people, because they don't control their calendar, because they're not time blocking, they never spend time to actually improve processes or they say, you know, I haven't got time, Jonesy, that's great, I haven't got time. So you continually answer the phone, right? Answer the phone from people, like you mentioned before, you're getting calls from people that pees you off, pees the other person off as well. Overall now, talk about, and again, this is that less is more. Now that we've implemented, just for everyone, you know, Jason has really done best practice here. We really use what Jason is using as a time blocking as a definitely a guide and a template for, for everyone in our community to use and use that as a go-to. But so now that you're, again, not running around on site, being pulled and being that firefighter, how many hours are you saving on a daily basis, you think now? So how many hours are you investing in the business on a daily basis now as opposed to before? Um, I only really do my max nine-hour days now. I get to work around seven and leave around four. And before? Oh, I was doing probably seven to five on the tools and then three hours, three or four nights a week. So you're effectively doing 13-hour days before, now you're doing nine. So essentially you've, you've chopped off about three to four hours a day. Yeah, but I don't even take my diary or laptop home now. So I've got emails turned off on my phone from 6 p.m. They don't come through between 6 and 6, just so you're not sitting on the couch at 8 o'clock at night trying to chill out and then you get an email and then you start thinking about it, but it can it can wait. Just want to hold that there, just want to reframe that for everyone. So listen to this. This is about that what we spoke about before, about when you leave the office or leave work, change hats. A key way to change hats so you don't get pulled back. You know, when you've got the home hat on, you don't, you have to interchange back into the work hat is, you know, leave the phone or have the phone, but like you, you've done, make sure the emails are stopped so they don't ping through, turn off notifications, leave the computer in the office, whatever that may be, so that you are fully detached, right? Because we're talking about now, like how are you? And we talk a lot about sharpening the saw and you've got to be great as a business owner. If you want your business great, you've got to operate at a high level. And now that you are, and we talk about, via that less is more, it's not about the quantity of hours, right? It's about the quality we put into each hour. It's about the intent per hour. Your quality now per hour has gone up obviously tenfold. Agree? Yeah, 100%. And just, I think it's just because I got my little uh, spreadsheet with all my rocks in there. If you start to get distracted, which is pretty easy, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh shit, that's what I'm meant to be doing. And it pulls you back to it. Whereas if you're not really aware of or have a process of what you want to be doing. It's pretty easy just to, yeah, you just go off on a tangent and someone calls and it's urgent. Well, I think it's urgent. So, yeah, that's just what you go and do. You don't really stick to the process. 
you end up driving around half the day and getting four hours of work done. You get to listen to some podcasts, but you don't get anything done. So. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> listen to great, listen to the Power Out Your Business podcast, which that's a that's a positive. But yeah, coming back to it, that and that's that thing about it's amazing, and most people really underestimate how much time they waste on a regular basis. Now, what are some of the outcomes? I want to talk about some of the outcomes now that through going through this process and really implementing it. So taking it back, number one, the quoting, right? The quoting and the scoping and getting the bill of quantities right and then obviously communicating to the guys on site. You know, how's that quality of delivery in that? And we talk a lot about you know, just those 1% is improving all these little 1% areas. How are those improvements now rolling out in terms of outcomes from quotes and the deliverables, especially from a profitability point of view? Oh, it's gone up heaps. It's probably gone up around 15% net just by like even just simple things like with all the supply price rises at the moment. Like if you're not on top of it and, you know, everything's probably gone up average is 20 to 30%. And if you're busy on the tools and you're not reading your emails and updating your pricing in your running program, then there goes 15% <laughs> on the job. There goes your profit, right? Gone. Like just like that, just because you're too busy to sit out and actually work it out where now like I'm updating the supplier pricing every month and making sure I've got the right amount of materials on the job, the right amount of labour on the job. So your bill of quantities now is far superior than what I was before? Yeah, I reckon most jobs would be within like from the quote to winning it and executing it would be within 2 or 3%. Yeah, which I is reckon. massive. Like on average. Yeah. So, which is good where before I might have a couple of good wins and you think you're going well and then you wouldn't even realise because you're rushing your invoicing, you don't, you might not even have all the materials on the job. You're just kind of like, oh, shit, I've got to get the invoices done. So you whack your purchase order number on there and the amount and just invoice it without knowing the actual outcome on the job. Well, that's the next success habit, right? That's what you do the next day, right? So just I want to talk about that, yeah, the importance of time shooting and looking at purchase orders, getting that right. But the key thing that you're doing there on, on those Tuesdays, and let's talk about it from getting the quotes right, the bill of quantities right, getting the specs right, and then making sure that the team are totally across it again, putting the, the applicable detail in there and you can educate the team exactly what's happening. So you're giving that transparency, right, in terms of hours and, and what needs to be done on, on the job. What's been the feedback from the team? And, you know, again, you've done a really good job with the way we do it here. So, Jason, just for everyone who's listening, it's just like he's done a really good job building that culture, the values, and he's done a great job over a long period of time of building a really energetic and a team that just get on with it. But how are the team now? Like, what's their response when you're doing a job handover and getting them started? Are they appreciative and going to another level? And obviously not getting as many calls, right? Yeah, I'm not getting as many calls, which is good for me and for them. And they're loving it because we do a lot of schoolwork and tapes and bigger commercial sites. Just little things by like having a room number, like site contact. Like you can rock up to a TAFE and if it's a split system installation, like in B Block, like it doesn't mean anything because B Block could have 100 rooms in it. So just having like a proper site contact, proper room number, couple of photos of what's going on and, yeah, because as a tech it's frustrating because you feel really awkward, like you rock up to a job and you don't even know what you're doing kind of thing, like you feel a bit stupid from the start. So 
yeah, well, they get up there, they run around, they're frustrated, they can't find it. Then they call you and they ask you, where is it? You're going, what do you mean you haven't found it yet? So you're getting frustrated. And it's just that whole, but again, that's where back in the day we talk about the trading mindset where you're working long hours, you haven't got time to do these little 1% details that have a big impact, right? So cool. So in terms of these success habits, this is what I want everyone to think about. Start from the start. We're getting the start right, the quote right, you know, the specs right, the handover right. And then on the next day, it's allowing you to, from the success habits, then making sure timesheets are right, all the purchases are right, it all aligns up to obviously the quote. You can then send the invoice off at the applicable stage so you know that the invoice is correct. So you're not missing any materials or any variations, anything like that is, is locked away, solid degree. 100%. So and I did do a bit of delegating there of like the bookkeepers, they do all the supplier invoice uploads if they don't automatically get uploaded and reconcile every invoice to each supply statement. But they're doing that for me every Wednesday. So, you know, sometimes the supplies are a bit slow, but most of the time the invoice is sent as you walk out the door. So just makes it 10 times easier and more streamlined. And to be honest, doing the, the invoice is easier because I'm doing the quote correctly. You just literally click a button to upload all the materials and labour on the job, change the description a little bit and send it. It takes a couple of minutes compared to retyping it every single time. Yeah, how long was it taking you before, right? And then you're still having mistakes. And this is what you're trying to do at 10 o'clock at night. No, it's 10 times better. Even the clients are happier because they're all commercial clients. They can't send their invoice till I send my invoice. Like my invoice has to be in the system before they can close the job off. So it's just a snowball effect. Like they're not getting frustrated at me for sending all my invoices in on the 30th of the month and they're trying to then get all theirs done in the same day. So it makes it pretty hard. Yeah, is that knock-on effect where they're, they're appreciating what you're doing makes it easier for their admin? And then rolling into that next phase, and which is really about the team training and looking at processes and, and what we talk about, you know, just how can you improve by 1%? How can the team improve by 1%? Now, for listeners out there, especially those that don't really know your numbers, it is hard to really appreciate the impact of little improvements on a number of different processes, the impact it delivers on the bottom line, but it is massive. And obviously, you've done a really good job of adopting that, Jason, mate, and you know, really understanding, wow, you know, if I just do 1% here, 1% here, and we're talking on the bottom line, everyone, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars, right? A couple of percent here can be tens of thousands of dollars on the bottom line, which essentially for you as a business owner, that's your reward, right? That's your family holiday, pay off the mortgage quicker, whatever that may be. But going through this, how tight now are your processes? And again, because you're working on it, you've got it locked in, just tightening everything. How's that been? What are some of the, the highlights that you've really been able to implement as far as processes and fine tuning? Uh, well, the hot main highlights, the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I always look there first and scroll back up. But <laughs> and again, for everyone, like Jason's yeah. doing a great job from an operating profit, again, after taking a wage, you know, around that 15, 20% consistently every month, month on month, agree, and you're, you're tuning into that. Yeah, no, it's good. And if you do have a month that's not as great, you know where your money has gone or why it is like that. Like, as an example, if you're spending 15 grand on materials that's put on one month but it's not getting invoiced to the next, you actually know that that's why the month wasn't that great or... If an invoice is sent early 
before you've been invoiced for your materials, you know why it's the other way. You don't just think that you've had this killer month because the hit is going to be coming the month after. So you're just aware of that. Or if there's those price rises or... That and wage costs are probably the two biggest things, really. That, but, again, all the other little ones add up where I used to just have, you know, my bookkeeping, subscriptions, advertising, and, like, SEO. Unless you spent hours going through it, you didn't know what was what, but now we have everything. Detail. Is its own detail line item, so you can just be like, yeah, zero cost me that, RO flow cost me that. You don't have to actually click into things to find find out why, why it's there. And just on that, just to explain for people, this is, rather than which most people's chart of accounts, so if you have a look at your profit and loss, you've got one line item for subscriptions and in there, in that one line item, yeah, you've got Arrowflow, you've got Zero, you've got other memberships, multiple, you know, 365, Google, whereas what we did, we, you need to, as a business owner, you need to break that down in, into separate line item accounts. So you we're in control of it. We understand what we're investing. And we also understand, are we in the questions, which is part of the success habits, is questioning, yeah, am I getting a return on this investment? Do I need this? Is it adding value to the business going forward? And we do that for all the buckets of, of our categories and our accounts. And, and that's one thing that you've done really well too. And this is, again, it's about you're now making educated decisions, right? Like you don't panic if it's a bad month and you don't get over excited if it's a really good month because we're always trying to understand why has this been delivered? Because we're knowing the numbers and more importantly, our percentages. On the back of that too, like I think, and one thing, and just everyone too, is that productivity has gone, and this we're referring back to our wage cross percentage, Jason, you know, how important now is it like, because it's so tight now that what you're with your team, again, this is a wage cost where now where Jason's wage cost as a percentage of his turnover is lower than it's ever been. And that's with Jason, off the tools, right? This is what I want everyone to understand. Jason's taking a wage, paying yourself superannuation, just like every other team member, but your wage cost percentage, your productivity has gone up, you know, essentially with you off the tools. Now, a lot of business owners out there think that they've, I've got to be on the tools, I've got to keep on the tools to keep things ticking over, but it's actually the reverse, right? Yeah, 100%. I'm lucky that I do have a good team. There's no luck. I can trust There's them. no luck. <laughs> and, you know, they all do have pride in their work. And I know that they'll do things to a high standard. I guess even if you didn't really trust them, you can train them. And with all your running programs now, where you got to, you can upload a photo of ten photos of every job. Like you can't really hide. They can't do something dodgy and get away with it because if the photo's on the job, you can check it on every job. I don't have to, yeah. but that is there. So yeah, having a good team, obviously, I can trust as. Number one and number two, I think the wage cost has gone down just because I'm more organised. Really, I've got just having the simple things, more detail on the job, materials ordered, and yeah, they don't have to fluff around and call me, and they get to site and they can just get into it. Really, yeah, definitely. And just to clarify, because you are investing the time for the planning, investing the time with team meetings. Invest the time making sure that the job handover is really clear and it's transparent what needs to happen. Pretty simple. We've got a lot less wasted time. There's no mistakes. There's less wastage. There's no overordering. Agree? Or if we do overorder, you can be straight onto it and put a credit back to the supplier. And also one of the big things too, which we often talk about, is that you're not having to do overtime or allocate overtime where it's, that can't be charged out at overtime rates. This is what... For everyone too, if you want to really improve your wage costs, just do not do overtime and pay overtime rates if you cannot on charge overtime to the client. 
agree? Like, it's just a no-no. And then most people are rolling in and they fall into, oh, I've got to throw out, they've got to work a Saturday and pay them double time or I've got to work or time and a half or, I've got to, or they've got to you know, work overtime just to get the job done. That just shows me straight away that there's no success habits locked in. There's no planning. Agree? And that's some of the traps that you fell into previously. Yeah, 100%. I wasn't planning anything. It was all planned in my head. So hence the, I don't know, probably 50 phone calls a day. I don't know, I reckon I would have got probably four calls, five calls per tech plus clients. So and How many calls are you getting now? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> probably maybe one an hour. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it. So maybe eight, maybe 10 calls a day. So you've sliced off yeah. about 40 calls. Yeah. Chris might be getting them, but. At least they're not coming to me. That's amazing. That's cool. That's part so, of the delegation, right? Like yeah. you're, you're doing a good job there of handing over the ownership there. Mate, so it's really like, again, in essence here, and this is the takeaway, everyone, I think sort of wrapping it up, mate, and just to, for everyone, like we talk about you've got to invest, you know, to get the benefits. And it's all about, too, getting uncomfortable. Like you said, we're tradies. We're in that trading mindset. It's all about the job. And I think, you know, we, we're just hardwired to get things done and say yes, and the busier we are, of course, we're going to get ahead, which is, doesn't happen. How hard was it, though, to really make that change and get out of your comfort zone and get uncomfortable? Yeah, you know, doing this stuff was uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, it is. It's 100%. Doing a podcast for me is uncomfortable. And look at you know and, you, and you're gnarling it, right? Look at how good is it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You sound like my account. <laughs> you're doing really well. It looks good. Just uh, yeah. keep on doing it. Um, it is pretty daunting, to be honest. Like even just opening your books up to someone that you're basically paying to critique everything and pick your business apart. So everything you feel like you've been doing right could be wrong. <laughs> so you do feel pretty vulnerable. At the start, but obviously it's not like that at all. You're all here to help. So you've got to be open to the process. Yeah, 100%. You've got to be willing to be, if you're told that something's not right, you have to be willing to change it. Otherwise, there's no point doing it. But that's the whole thing. I could have kept doing what I was doing and probably survived till I was 60, but I still would have been doing the exact same thing when I was 60. And I've had massive change just in six months. So, oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's been, been really good. And look, the, the pleasing thing, you know, from our point of view and a valuable member of our community, our client community with Q Performance and going through the Power Up coaching program is that you've really sort of rolled the sleeves up and implemented it 100%. And what you've done, which is what we're, we want everyone to do and everyone who runs a business, this is what we should be aiming for, is that you're really getting the business to work for you. You're really getting the business to, be, to serve you as opposed to what was happening before, where very clearly you're enslaved to the business, right? You, and that's essentially where most trading business owners are, you know, they're enslaved to the job. They're enslaved to their business. They're at the beck and call of the business and they've got no control. And hence where you were, high stress, financials up and down and a general lack of control. Whereas now coming back to, as mentioned, you know, you're really getting in control. You're building that business that serves you it's scalable and ultimately going down the head, you know, getting some value in it where whatever part of the, the long-term plan, whether we sell it to someone, whether you get a full-time manager in where ideally now you know, we get someone that is in your chair right now to do your job. That's obviously the next transition in, in the organization, but you're building it based on strong foundations and strong processes where you're enabling other people to come and sit in your chair 
and take it and run with it. And that they you've given them support to drive it, right? And that's what you're doing really well because you're testing and measuring these habits that is replicable. So what you're doing now, you're creating that regular rhythm in the organisation that every business needs regular rhythm. Your team need to know what the regular rhythm is so they're confident and comfortable that they turn up and I know exactly what's expected day in, day out. And you're doing that really well. And like you said, what's the measure? It's the bottom line. It's that bottom line. It's the cash in the bank. We can quantify that, but the qualitative things that that are really important too is obviously your quality of life up, stress levels down, okay, and that confidence in the future is upright. So it's getting that balance. Because one of the key things we talk about too right, within the community as part of our success habits is about your training, your life, getting out there with the family, whatever it is, right? It's about that balanced approach. So how's that been too, just to, you know, being able to make, know that it's not all about work, that you're able to then, because remember, we're, we don't live to work really, you know, we really work to live. And how's that been too, like transitioning that into an overall holistic view? Yeah, it's been good. And it was really perfect timing coming on board because we just had our second child then. So now, like, we all know what they're like. They want all of your attention, but you can actually be there present and actually engage with them rather than be there playing with them, thinking about, oh, shit, I've got to write back to that email when they go to bed or, oh, I didn't do that or whatever whatever it is. I'll just go home at the end of the day. I know I've done everything I need to do for the day and anything else can just wait till tomorrow. So, yeah, it's just a really good feeling. I love it. And that's that's the ultimate aim is that when you're at home, you're at home. You're there. You're not going to miss a moment. You don't want to miss any moment. Mate, and just to finish then, what sort of advice would you give, like as a, a tradie coming through about making this transition into better time management, what do you think of your learning? What's the number one thing they should start doing as a takeaway for them? Not 100% sure I'm qualified to give advice, but <laughs> my advice On this podcast, you are. Would be, you are. <laughs> would be, even if it's a one-man band or 20 people, is to get like what we call our rocks, but just then things that have to happen, like your dedicated quoting time, your dedicated invoicing time, your dedicated time to make the business better, just every week and just stick to it, whether it's, you know, six hours a week or three days a week, just sort of stick at it and just keep working at it because it's really daunting at the start, to be honest. Like I didn't even have employment contracts, like as you know, like, so you're kind of like, God, the list is just so long. But once you've been stick at it for six months, it, it starts to get a lot easier and you actually start working on some pretty fun stuff and some cool stuff. So, yeah, that's right. It's just about have that consistency. And I think one of the adv- that you were talking about too is coming back to say that one man band, even as a one man band, you should be setting aside at least maybe four to six hours a week or one half a day a week working on the rocks, working on the business. So essentially, everyone, we're talking about four hours during the week. So walk, work, four and a half days, okay? Don't work five days and then, you know, again, try and fit all this stuff in on the weekend. A lot of people try and do it on the weekend or at night. Be really diligent about less is more. Just work Monday to Friday, 7 to 3.30. And what we always talk about, put a bit of urgency in there or scarcity in there where, you know, if you've got to stop at 3.30, then it's going to focus your attention and make sure your quality per hour is going to be up rather than going, oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that on the weekend. So I think good advice there, mate. Again, start as a one-man band. And looking back, it would have been really simple. I could have been every Friday morning from 7 to 12, 
I'm invoicing and quoting, like that's what I'm doing. But I just ended up filling up my weeks. Just with stuff. And weeks in advance and just keep working and working and working and not actually doing it. So, yeah. So for everyone now, like a thing that we do with, say, especially the smaller guys, like one-man band, two-man band, Friday morning, your Friday should be office days, okay? So if you can do eight hours, great. If you do six hours, great. Four hours, great. But just start. Okay, so it's lock in that time where that's the time you're going to make sure that you're making the right decisions rather than being busy. So it's about getting out of the comfort zone. But Jace, good stuff, mate. Really appreciate jumping on board. And again, you nailed this podcast. Okay, you are now out of the comfort zone and you're in the, the podcast fraternity, right? Yep. And looking forward, mate, to the obviously the, the new year, mate. What brings, obviously, we're coming into 2022, the new year, and looking forward to as you keep progressing as a business owner on your journey, mate. Well done. Uh, no dramas. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. See ya. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing shit like now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, got to get better at business.